Hi, this is Eva. This is Nisi. We're two friends. Best friends. Best friends who've known each other for over 20 years. And growing up, we were inseparable. But now we're living on two different coasts. So we decided to start a podcast to discuss what's going on in our lives and this crazy world. We want you to come catch up with us as we catch up with each other. Because we want to know, do y'all see this? see this podcast. This is Eva. And this is Nisi. I wanted to start today's episode with something before COVID. A lot of our news currently is kind of filled with COVID. So I wanted to start talking about some pre-COVID times. As teenagers, Nisi and I spent a lot of time going to the mall. But unlike other kids, we would spend some time climbing into display beds for some reason. I don't even, I just don't understand this as kids. And when we say kids, we're talking about 14 and older. We're not talking about 9 and 10-year-olds. We were full teenagers climbing into these beds and JCPenney and Macy's. I don't know if there was a Macy's there yet. I think that was still coming big time. There was what? Sears and Roebuck? Oh, gosh. How old do I sound? There was Sears and Roebuck. JCPenney. We would climb into multiple beds over this afternoon, and it would be the, the highlight of our day. It was so much fun, and it just got me thinking about all of those things that we cannot do anymore. So, um, I don't know. I think one of the, the things for me was that you can't just trust people anymore. You know, like, we can't trust anyone to just do the right thing. Can't trust the people to wash their hands. So, you just have to assume everything is dirty (laughs) everyone is gross (laughs) one of some of the things that i really think about are like movie theaters and live music things where you go out into these groups of people and you just just share the same air that is not a thing (laughs) you're going to be doing any longer and it's always going to be i think something you're thinking about even going forward Um, another big thing is not wearing a mask. I know it's not, it's a choice, but it's also a thing you have to consider now just going out of the house. Do you have your keys? Do you have your, your wallet? Do you have your mask? You know, the thing about the not wearing the mask, I really feel like it just emphasizes so clearly to people who's the jerks out there. Yes. Because if I say to you, oh, you don't have your mask on. And you say, yeah, I've built up my immune system. Okay, what about everybody else? <laughs> like, Yes, exactly. And a lot of that is exactly with the mask wearing, particularly. It does become kind of an uh, indicator of whether this person cares about the people outside of themselves. So with me, I always enjoy um, live music. I had just started going to live music events. And maybe a year or so ago, I had gone to this live music event where I live and it there was hundreds of people jumping around and sweating and like you said drinking next to each other and just breathing in each other's face and it just feels like one of those things I'm probably never going to feel comfortable doing again (laughs) not when the internet is still there stream that bad boy like buy tickets and stream it I know, um, I don't know. It feels like nature is like different now. Before, if someone was like, oh, you want to go on a nature walk? Uh, no. But now it's like, oh, you want to get out of the house. Is that what you're saying? 
okay, I'll do that. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it just feels like everything has completely changed. Like, like you said with the movies, I could not imagine putting my body by choice next to a stranger for two and a half hours and them opening their mouths and feeding themselves. Oh my gosh. Just the pre-COVIDness of it all. <sighs> so another thing is the coughing in public. We have been so used to that being acceptable. And now just coughing in public becomes this giant red flag. I was I had a coworker who started coughing, who had a small coughing fit in the office. And I just remember everyone in the office almost stopping what they're doing and looking over at her and her stopping the coughing and going, I've been a smoker for 40 years. Like she had to explain. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, honestly, that's how it is. Like, I prefer you give yourself an aneurysm than cough in my air. Like, really, just hold it. Hold it like a fart. Hold it. And then when no one's around, release it in your own air. I don't want it. I don't need it. Keep it all. So we're going to go ahead and start, after we get back from our break, we are going to start talking about how we've been dealing with the pandemic and with this new normal. All right, we're back. So at the time of recording, COVID in worldwide, just the cases are 92.9 million. So just a, a little bit, just a little bit over 90 million worldwide. And in the U.S., it's 23.2 million cases. So um, suffice to say, everybody's dealing with COVID right now. And it's clear that everybody's dealing with it in their own way for me. I, I know I said that it hasn't really affected me much, but it's more so my working. I have consistently been at work every day, either 4.30 or 5.30 in the morning, working all the way to 2, 3, 4. So I've had long days. Um, I work in a grocery store. So for me, it's not more so... Um, relegating myself is more having to keep other people at arm's length and now that arm's length needs to be six feet and I just feel like people don't understand that I really have to tell people okay right there is where you stop this is my bubble this bubble is my space this is the space that I feel comfortable with so for me that's been um, a little infuriating because I have to continually wear this mask 12 and 13 hours a day and people will still walk into the store not have a mask on and want to talk to you and when you bring it up like you have to actually have it be a full stop in the conversation you have to say okay so until you get your mask I cannot help you and people have the audacity to get upset I know like a lot of people have lost someone a lot of people have dealt with uh, losing their jobs. So, I mean, I, I I completely understand. But for me, it's just, I get to see people's not caring. People, I get to see people not caring every day. Um, people are supposed to be coming to the store to get necessities. And I have people coming in to buy candles. Not candles if their lights go out, but candles that smell good. Oh, I just want to smell good for this. Or, oh, you know what? You guys got some 
keto bread this week. Like I have people coming in for the oddest things and they're coming in every day, every day shopping. That's what's insane to me. I don't appreciate these times. It was just a freedom, a carefree that we had before where we really weren't like, oh, what's going on out there in the world? Oh, it has nothing to do with me. Now it's like, no, no, no. What you do has to do with me, you know? So I will also say, you know, I do want to reiterate what Nisi says. Thousands of families have suffered this loss and it feels to me massively disrespectful for people to discount the seriousness of it, this pandemic, of this illness. I saw yesterday, and this goes back to what you're doing, what you work on, there was a protest at a, at a local grocery store, and they just wanted to come in, they just wanted to grocery shop, but they refused to wear masks, and they had bullhorns, and they, you know, and they were blocking the entrance, and it just feels disrespectful for all of these people who have actually died. So for me, and I will say, I early on, in, right before the pandemic, wider known and more serious in February, I was working overnights in a grocery store and I saw it kind of coming and what I'd be looking into or what I'd be looking forward to. So for me, there was a decision to stop working at the end of the summer going into the school year because I saw that I was not going to have the support for my, I have a special needs daughter to, in order to have care for her and to be able to work. So I know that is, is a privilege in itself, being able to be able to not work during this. There was childcare loss at the beginning of COVID. I just, I couldn't find anyone to care for my kid. I ended up paying a little bit more than I would have liked to, to have someone watch her while I did work, because I did work through the summer. Um, and just thinking forward in August of what the requirements were for school to return to normal. As a family, we had to balance the idea of our kid being a vector, of being someone who could pass it on and maybe make someone really, really sick, to the fact that she'd be in a classroom full of vectors. So for us, even staying home has been a decision we had to make. There's a word there that you said, and I I don't know if everyone understood. You said a vector? Yes. So... Then exactly what that is. So kids, there was a big push in the beginning that kids don't get as sick from COVID, but they will pass it on. So they're carrier. They can carry it and they can pass it on to your family members and elders and teachers. And I was worried more about that than her getting sick. Is that the same as like being asymptomatic? Yes. So they don't, they don't have the symptoms, but they will pass it on to someone who will develop symptoms in a much more, and those symptoms will affect the person that that has caught it more than it will the kid. And so the idea of her being in a classroom, particularly when, when the disease hasn't been controlled here where we live, or really anywhere in the United States, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself and I couldn't bring, you know, I couldn't have my family contribute to that. So we've been staying home and I've been doing school with her over the computer, which is so much fun. And that is in very bold sarcasm thoughts. Um, but yes, but we've been taking it pretty seriously at our house, masking up when we go out, limiting group events and exposure. So we're just trying to, you know, get to the point where it's not as scary to us as a family and just keeping an eye on on the numbers locally as well as anywhere that we travel to or anywhere that we want to travel to. I was telling Eva how nothing is like a common cold. There is no, oh, I'm, I'm just feeling a little under the weather. 
no, you got it and get away from me is everything. There's no, oh, you know, I just was feeling a little bad today. Oh, there was a little tickle in my throat. No, that tickle was COVID. No, that tickle was the pandemic. Get away. Get away. All right. So when we get back, Nisi will have our Do You See This Moment of the Week. All right. We're back. So I just want to lighten the mood a little bit. Um, I know we have been discussing how COVID affected us in our lives. And I I just feel like, as we were saying, everyone is not taking this serious. Um, <laughs> so apparently, Ev, there is a trend of porn stars actually getting... Okay, so <laughs> at the beginning of this episode, we uh, we were talking about how when we were children, we would get into the bet display bets. So there are porn stars who are doing the same thing. Big ill. But they're taking it up quite a few notches. <laughs> and they are completing self-love acts, if I'll say. Um, completing them in these beds. And I feel like that's where COVID started. I feel like that's where it started. Um, people getting in and out of these beds, touching on themselves and going about their regular lives, walking through the store, continuing to touch things, and then other people touching them as well. Yes, I know that's not really how it started, but hey, let me have my moment. This is the ew factor <laughs> that I came upon here with this story. And um, did you want to say anything about it? I mean... Just, again, reiterating my big ew. That's kind of gross. I don't understand, personally, doing that in public. Maybe it's just the thrill, and, you know, especially if, if you're hearing about it, it's probably been re- video recorded somewhere, which is great. Um, but it actually brings me back to there was a rash of, when I worked in libraries, there was a rash of, of people doing those same type of activities in the library. Yes. and No. No, 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 not in my sacred place. No. And it, the same thing. It was kind of this thing where it was like, why? Take it home. Enjoy yourself at home. And leave our, like you said, our sacred third places alone. I don't understand. But, you know, like I said, it's not for everybody, but somebody likes it enough to do it. So, guys, if you want to continue this conversation about self-love in public places, or if you just want to talk to us about this episode, we can continue the conversation over at on Twitter at Y'all Pod. That is where you will find Do Y'all See This at Y'all Pod on Twitter. And if you have suggestions for future moments, questions, or just want to give us great feedback, reach out to us at do y'all see this pod at gmail.com. Just remember, if your feedback is unkind or not great, it's going straight in the trash. So thanks for listening and catch up with us next time.